0: Hey, it's Charlie, welcome to episode 101 of the Your Time to Grow podcast. If you don't know me, I'm a certified personal and career coach who helps you minimise your doubts and maximise your potential. And this week I've been thinking about being mindfully authentic, and today I wanted to go into a little bit more detail about the importance of mindfulness in making decisions from a position of clarity and authenticity. want to start with a quote by Carl Jung who said the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are and I've been studying um, a little bit of Carl Jung uh, like personally Um, I've been doing a lot of shadow work as I've mentioned in the last few podcast episodes and have realised that as a coach um, I've been actually doing a lot of his work or the kind of uh a watered down version of his work um without realizing it so that's really interesting and uh, it's interesting to me anyway and the thoughts around authenticity and mindfulness have been coming up in my own practice in my own personal life my coaching practice my professional life and um And one of the most important life lessons I've had to date is that of being myself. And it sounds really easy, but in reality, there are years of shoulds and what ifs to acknowledge. And it isn't about giving ourselves more work to do, but actually about removing the expectations we set ourselves and living in a more effortless and satisfying experience where we have the power to create possibility in our own lives and I thought I'd talk about this today because it keeps popping up Um, and I did a little video today over on my YouTube channel um, around imagining the possibilities and kind of ways to do that but I get to explore in a longer way over on this podcast and I think um, as I say it keeps it just keeps popping up and I feel like I need to talk about it so here I am talking about it. So why choose authenticity? I think that's probably where I want to start today and I feel and I have experienced that when we live our life authentically we feel fulfilled and happy Um, and there's an element of requiring ourselves to give ourselves permission. So Let me rephrase that. Giving yourself permission to be happy is really important and it needs to be based on what is real as opposed to what we think or feel is a gift, um, not only for ourselves, but for those around you. So mindfulness is noticing what is real and acknowledging and allowing what isn't. And it provides you with the space to take a step back from self-directed judgments and observe our authentic thoughts, our feelings and values with an openness and acceptance. Um, And I I think in practice, what that looks like is that it's really easy for us to get caught up in our own thoughts, particularly that shut down the opportunity to create possibility, you know, specifically those limiting beliefs and those fears, because we go, oh, right, okay, well, um, I've applied for this job and I've put myself out there, but I'm probably not going to get it. I'm probably not going to get it because I'm not qualified or because it's not right for me or, 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 or whatever. And so we don't allow ourselves to feel happy or to celebrate that we were courageous and vulnerable in putting that job application out there um or whatever that looks like whatever it is you're doing but we get caught up in the thing that we think is real which is that we're not qualified and no one's gonna um take us on for that role and that's partly because uh fear keeps us in that place but that but fear isn't real what is real is that we have applied for a job and we are now judging ourselves to keep ourselves safe from disappointment because if we talk ourselves out of it before we've even been acknowledged or been rejected or whatever it is it's going to happen then we protect ourselves but it's it's really important that we open with ourselves and we accept all possibilities and and there is always a possibility when you apply for a job that you might get the job Uh, (laughs) and you're like well of course yeah that's why I applied for it but so many people talk themselves out of it before they've even started because they're so scared they won't get it Um, and lots of people say that mindfulness is about letting go but in my experience and in my observations it would be that first you have to let it be you have to sit with it and you have to say I feel really scared about this I feel really uncomfortable with it I feel really excited about it and I'm worried that that excitement is gonna um you know get too big And then it leaves me really vulnerable. So um, it's really important to take some quiet time. So when I first started looking into mindfulness, I didn't think I had time to learn yet another skill. But I knew and I felt in my heart that something had to change. And as I started my practice, I realized I didn't not have time. And there's a Zen saying that says you should sit in meditation for 20 minutes a day Unless you're too busy, then you should sit for an hour. And part of me goes, oh my gosh, I haven't got an hour to sit down. But what I've noticed is that actually in sitting in meditation for an hour, it means that the solutions come to me, that I'm able to create um, more in that hour. And then it takes less time to do the thing that I was thinking about doing because I'm less frustrated I'm more calm I'm just more open Um, and so when we give ourselves 10 minutes or more of space to quieten our mind we become better at noticing the opportunities that otherwise might pass us as we go around in a state of kind of overwhelm and hustle and busyness as uh, society kind of applauds Um, and as you create a regular time for ourselves we notice that you can achieve more in less time, that interruptions become less bothersome, life feels more effortless. And in addition, our hearts, heads and instincts, our intuition, all work together in harmony, making uh, decisions even easier as we align with our values. And that sounds and it feels amazing, doesn't it? And as I um, have said, you know, numerous times before, we all have the focus that we need and we find it by quietening our thoughts and tuning into our wisdom our intuition whatever you call it and as we become more attuned to our intuition we find it easier to focus on one thing at a time and today we're talking about uh, living more authentically so how do you know when you are truly living an authentic life So many people experience a subjective sense of authenticity in their life when their thoughts, feelings and behaviours are all in harmony. And if you want to live more authentically in the present moment rather than getting caught up in the expectations we've set of ourselves, then I want to give you um, five tips that I have found useful in my own practice um, that, quite truthfully, perhaps today I need a reminder of as I get caught up Um, not uh, being very mindful and I was like I need to take a minute and then in reading in thinking about it I was like oh actually I wrote a blog on this and then uh, and here we are. So my five tips would be you cannot solve thoughts with more thoughts. So Einstein once said no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it and what he means is that by being curious about our thoughts and allowing them to come and go without judgment and um and and actually so when we're in judgment mode, we're thinking, okay so when we're able to let them come and go without judgment and i e thinking, then we're able to observe instead of react, and it is in these observations and in the stillness that we find insights. Staying with the not knowing. So I learned um, about this on my coaching course and it's okay to admit that you don't know to yourself and or to other people and sometimes it feels uncomfortable to not know something and that's okay too. And what I've learned through coaching other people is that actually we do know. The answer is always, can I say always? I, I think it probably is always uh, inside but we aren't always aware of it. Um, because it might be tucked into our subconscious. And therefore, by acknowledging that we don't know, we can remain open to all of the possibilities available to us. And actually thinking about that a little bit further, just for a second, um, I may have mentioned, if you've listened to my podcast for a while, I've certainly mentioned it in blog posts, um, the idea of conscious competence. So I always use the example of learning how to drive. So when we are, you know, eight, nine years old, we know that we can't drive we know that we don't know how to drive we don't even think about it because we have somebody else to drive us around that is unconscious incompetence we don't think about it we don't you know we don't know if we'd be any good we just don't even think about it um and then we reach an age where we want to learn to drive and we realize that it's tricky and it might be more difficult than we thought it was going to be And that is conscious incompetence. So we realise how bad we are at it, okay? And then we practise and we get better at it. And that is conscious competence. And then maybe we do our test and we've been driving for 10, 15 years and we don't even think about it. You know, I drive to the shops now and I don't... I get to the shops and I'm like, oh... Here I am, and I don't think about my drive because I am unconsciously competent at it. And it's not until something happens, like it's a snow day and I still need to go to the shop and then I'm like, right, okay, how do I drive in the snow? What do I need to think about? Let's consider braking distance. And I move backwards into uh, a little bit of, uh, conscious incompetence because in the UK we don't have that much snow, and when we do, it's pretty rubbish snow. But it's slippery and icy. And actually, as an aside, I tend not to drive in it. Um, but if I have to, then I go into kind of, okay, oh my gosh, what do I do if I skid? What do I do if this happens? And I have to remind myself that I've driven in the snow before, that it will be fine. Or alternatively, i to don't have to make the journey. And so I end up in conscious competence. So I'm like, I'm okay at this as long as i remember these things i will be fine and um yeah i just kind of went off at a tangent but i think that that's part of staying in the not knowing sometimes it's um we are we remain unconsciously incompetent we haven't even considered a possibility but that is still a possibility um yeah anyway My third point was going to be listening to your wisdom. So we all have it, wisdom, intuition, gut feeling. I call it intuition. Um, But we don't always hear it amongst all the other noise around us. Whether you go for a walk, whether you meditate, whether you take a moment to reflect over a cup of tea, we can create the stillness we need to listen to that voice inside. And something that's come up for me today is that when we hear that voice when we receive that sign that we've been waiting for it's really important that we trust it and not receiving a sign or not getting the answer that we thought we were going to get is also okay that's part of the process um and so yeah just being really open to all possibilities and also to spontaneity. So uh, I love to plan and project scenarios. I think it's a human trait. Um, I certainly know lots of people uh, who feel similarly. I do it all the time and I get caught up in my imagination of what will happen if I do X or Y. But when I'm at my most creative um It comes from being open to whatever is going to happen next rather than trying to force it. And when you don't know what to do, just stay present and ask yourself the simple question, what next? Or even better, just flow with it. And this um, reminds me of the Eisenhower method. So you may have come across it, which is the urgent versus important matrix and quite often people are in the urgent and importance box and they're like, well, both the the thing that I'm doing is both urgent and important. But the truth is that actually urgent and important are things like crises. So when the smoke alarm goes off, the fire alarm and you have to that, which happened to me in the shop the other day, I was halfway the doing my big shop and the fire alarm went off and I looked at the lady Um, one of the uh, shop assistants, and I said, is this real? And she was like, yeah, we're not expecting a drill. And I said, presumably, we just leave our shopping here. And she said, yep, just take yourself out. And so we all evacuated. And I didn't hesitate, because there could have been a fire. I knew in the back of my head, there probably wasn't, there was no other signs of it. And a lot of um, fire alarms are uh, false alarms. But there always could be a possibility of it right so I left my shopping where it was we went and stood outside with probably about 10-15 minutes and then they uh, they said actually we've located the fault we know what it is it's all safe to go back in I went in and I finished shopping now I don't go to the shops planning for there to be a fire alarm because well that would take a long time and the chance are it isn't going to happen in fact it's the first time it's ever happened to me um but in that moment, it was both urgent and important to deal with it in in the moment. So I heard the fire alarm and I was like, oh, OK, that's registered. That's not normal. Checked with somebody. Yes, we need to move out. And I went and did it. But I don't worry about being in that urgent and important box most of the time. Um, so that's a somewhat... Uh, negative example I'm not sure negative is the right word but there's a lot more fun things that we can do and when we are in flow we are in the important but not urgent box it isn't urgent for us to be creative but it is important and um and it's fun and It requires us to stay present, you know, if you're colouring or writing a poem or whatever, you know, being in that present moment and thinking about the words or the colours that you want to use um, and really focusing on that one thing helps you achieve it. And the final thing I want to drive home today is that you are enough. And... When we get caught up in the shoulds and we're thinking and we're feeling that we're not enough, it is us who creates those thoughts now they may have there may have been a seed planted by somebody else um but ultimately, it's us who feeds them, and those thoughts aren't real because I know, and I wholly believe that you are always enough that any of us are that we have innately we are enough just as we are you are always doing the best that you can with the information you have and as you receive more information um you may or may not change things as you go um and the biggest feeling of not being enough uh is kind of more commonly known as imposter syndrome and it's um where we feel like we're going to be found out and it comes from a lot of the time not living authentically um that we want to live authentically but we put a mask up and we fear that if people find out about the real us they will think that we are not good enough Um, And it really feeds into that fear and rejection. And so part of living mindfully, mindfully and authentically is embracing your true self. And I'm not saying it's easy. In fact, a lot of the time, it's the opposite of easy. And it's something that I have been doing probably for the last 20 years. Um, but certainly the last four with actual consciousness that I'm doing it. Um, and it's probably something I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life because we all have limiting beliefs and we all have fears, but when we are able to, um, address them and acknowledge them, we, uh, come back to feeling authentic and and it it is as i said right at the beginning of this it is a feeling in my opinion we know um because we feel that our thoughts our feelings and our behaviors are all balanced and in harmony so for me that feels calm it feels easy it feels free it feels powerful all of those things when I'm living inauthentically and i'm i I'm not mindful, I'm literally caught up in my thoughts um, my fears, and it feels like I'm jangled up, and so it's always a sign to me that. I need to tap into what is really going on and to just spend a minute grounding myself and reminding myself that I'm enough and that it's OK not to know and to really kind of have a think about what my intuition says. So it's been a slightly longer one today. Again, um, it's been a bit rambly. I will find my way as I kind of freestyle these thought processes Um Uh, I'm sure I will but uh, yeah my brain does work in a way that it goes off at a tangent so I hope it's been useful to you Um, if you have any questions or uh, if you want more then um, then please get in touch I do have a mindfulness course that that you can work through um, that teaches you a lot of this and and helps you practice Um, or I'm just happy to kind of Listen or share my experience, or give you a grounding exercise that you can do uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed, or just generally cheer you on and remind you that you are amazing just the way you are. Uh, Your authentic you that's how you create the most possibility and the most meaningful life for you is being who you truly are. So um, that's it for me, and I will see you back here next week. Take care.